This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC certified. Hello, Allison. Hello. We're so glad that you're here today. Uh, You survived the winter apocalypse. I loved it. I don't have a problem with it. I have no excuse to do anything then, so I can just stay warm. (laughs) And uh, Mississippians didn't have to worry about driving on ice. Uh, Well, in the morning, I think it was that one morning, it was really, really bad. What was that, Tuesday morning? Mm -hmm. That was pretty bad. I I was out standing around at 5 o'clock in the morning and everything was frozen. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, uh, by the time I left and did come into work at 8 a.m., it was all dry and there were puddles everywhere. (laughs) We're going to talk about safety vehicles today. Between your phone calls to us, there are so many new safety features available. Have you wor- wor- have they stopped working? Have you started working on any, Allison? Um, yeah, I, I have run into some things with it, not myself, but people I know that work on cars. And uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting topic of how it's going to end up playing out. Some systems are better than others. So you've got and they're set up different. Some use radar, some use sonar, uh, where the sensors are. It's it's it's, it's interesting. And then uh, Tesla's trying to do it where it's just it use just cameras, which is interesting, too. So if it changed to that, that would actually make it a lot better for everyone instead of having to do uh, diagnose these radar and sonar sensors and, and recalibrate them all the time. If it just uses a camera, that would probably be a lot easier setup and that's pretty much what tesla was saying but yeah so it's 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 interesting technology and i imagine there if you ever have to replace them they're going to have to be recalibrated so you're going to have to have the diagnostic ability to be able to do that um so it's a it's, it is a different world when it comes to diagnosing and dealing with with these problems so that are going to come up <laughs> they will come up and i as think as any other sensor the the safety uh, features are different de- depending upon the package that you get. A lot of the low end, we were looking at the most ex- least expensive cars, and a lot of them didn't have a lot of the new safety features. Mm-hmm. I think everybody now has to have uh, has a backup camera. Yeah, but, that's government mandated, right? Mm-hmm. But as you gr- as you get a more expensive vehicle package, your safety features are more safe and i think a lot of the individuals who are buying them what do we say every week read your owner's manual yeah i think that's going to be more imperative now than it ever was because you have to know when that dash starts flashing why and what is it what does it mean because either it's telling you you're going off the road or someone's too close to you that you could be about to have a collision these things like that yeah that's it's it's interesting they're gonna have to our director of radio was telling how 
his wife has a vehicle that has uh, sensors that determine if you're too close to something. But if you go through a drive-through, you want to be as close as possible to reach for the food, and the alarm goes off. But there's a button to turn it off. But then you have to remember to turn it back on. And and I've also read online that. When the alarms go off, if you haven't read your owner's manual, you don't know what it means. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. But there are all sorts of safety features. There's uh, airbags, adaptive or active cruise control, forward collision warnings. There are rear cross traffic alert. We're going to talk about some of those today. But first, let's go to a call. Mike uh, from Jackson. Thanks for calling in today, Mike. Go ahead. Hey, Allison. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. You knew I was going to call today, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I know <laughs> um, what you're calling about. This is my course. friend Mike um, that does windshield. He's a windshield tech. Well, Mike, hit it, hit us with it. Yeah, well, um, okay, so the option levels of your vehicles. Um, I've got my uh, NAG book out in front of me right now. with the National Auto Glass Specifications or whatever. It's got all the cars in it. The uh, we'll just go with uh, uh, what Highlander. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different windshields that can go in that vehicle. Wow! You got lane, the like the low ones just say um, third visor frit, heated wiper park area. Right. That's pretty simple. That's pretty simple. Okay. Then it goes up to lane departure warning system. Humidity and that's in the filter. windshield, the lane that's, departure this, system? This is all in the windshield, yes. Wow. And it's, a, and it's a camera thing. So check this out. We've got lane departure warning, forward collision alert with pedestrian detection, mm-hmm. heated wiper park area with auto uh, headlamp control, lane keep assist, rain sensor, condensation sensor. Yep. Wow. And that's all in the windshield. Now, the uh, I like the idea of cameras as well. And mm-hmm. some of these cars have a camera for the lane keep assist and another camera for the collision, like the Ford collision alert. So it's two separate cameras. You know, speaking, and they also have cameras that are watching you while you drive to make sure that you're paying attention, That's which right. I think um, is really interesting with all this autonomous driving. They're putting the camera on the person for liability to make sure That's that right. you weren't just totally. Yeah, you can't hit the button and just let go to fall asleep or whatever. Right. But there was a, I, and the thing with this, as far as for me, is. It makes it really difficult to figure out what windshield fits into my car. Um, and I chased down a lady with a 18 um, Yukon Denali or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I ended up meeting her in the gas station. And, I, you know, I was asking her the questions over the phone and her husband as well. And they were saying, well, it has this, but it doesn't have this. And so, well, if it has this, it has to have this other option. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So when I, uh-huh. so when I meet them... This lady had every option that could be on it and didn't know how to turn any of it on. They had It was a completely maxed out with all the lane departure and all that stuff. And it's buttons on the steering wheel, buttons on the dash. But she didn't know she had any of it. Wow. Here's a question but, for the two of you. Wow. The, yeah. the VIN number of the car, how much information can someone who has access to what a VIN number contains, does that. that tell the uh, automotive specialist what was factory put on the car? It will, if, if I take your VIN number and call the dealership, they can run that number and give me, they'll, they'll tell me, okay, that car has this option, this option, this option. But the, say for instance, the Toyota part number, 
doesn't cross-reference with my part numbers. Right. So I, still, mm-hmm. I still have to get all the information, mm-hmm. unless I'm getting the windshield straight from the dealership and not an aftermarket part. Right, right. So, uh, yeah. One more real quick thing about all that. Um, speaking of recalibration, there's um, a couple of companies in Mississippi that have the machine. It looks just like a, the one you plug in the bottom of the dash that, that diagnoses everything else. Plugs in the same port and everything, but it's specifically set up to recalibrate those cameras. Some of the cars have, it's, they've got active and passive. Some of the cars will recalibrate as you drive, but you've got to have the computer in there telling them to do it. To go through the, the process, cars, yeah. Some of the cars don't even need to be recalibrated. Some of them, you've got to park it in a garage and almost like doing a front end alignment, like measure from the tire to the wall. And they set up these placards and you get measure the headlights and all that stuff. To, re- to set it back up. So wow. Well, I got a feeling with, then for the next couple of years, we're going to be working out some stuff, and it's going to be weird right. for a minute. Yeah. And that's and not going to be fun. I'm telling you all that right now. Well, for <laughs> all the drivers, if, if you do have a newer car, and really all this started in about the last, uh, well, I say 10 years, but the last four or five really. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah, and, big uh, time, like 2015 and later. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If you've got a car with cameras on it that do that stuff and you need your windshield replaced, be sure to at least ask around and that's a question that I don't even know how to answer right now yeah so, right you know I've heard that the all Hondas have to be recalibrated but I've done them where they didn't so um, the deal is, is if I install that windshield and it's one millimeter cockeyed one way or the other or that mount for the camera is not dead on with that jig that they use then the you know right there it's only one millimeter but 20 feet in front of the car that equals four or five feet yeah you know it'll saying? think you're running camera, off the road like that yeah, when you did that time or, yep yep mm-hmm. well, I my, had to call. mike i think you would get you should get a referral fee if you mentioned to all the insurance companies how people should have uh wit- windshield replacement on their insurance because if this is going to be high dollar you don't want to have to pay for it out of pocket it is and the thing is is um you know the comprehensive deductibles of 100 250 500 a thousand even sometimes um most of the time people have got 500 so they can keep their rates down most windshields don't cost that much but these newer ones do yeah, so and then it, you have you to know, pay the recalibration fee for it, right. which generally has to go to a dealer unless the shop has that that tool you're talking about or well, something like that. The thing is, is um, most of the dealerships don't have it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes so, sense because it's so new. Well, and it's a, and it's a um, it's just for windshields. That's like the only thing it's for. Oh, really? Okay. So the, the dealerships aren't replacing glass, so they saying. don't need it. So okay. you're going to have to have it. Yep. I wonder how much it costs. How much? Thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. Thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand dollars. That's for the whole setup, though. That's for like well, the whole thing. Like you had a shot in the whole. The it's whole this setup. a wreck. It's that. You know, it actually right. is bringing down the the amount of wrecks people have by a drastic number. Absolutely. So this is not going away. It is. No, it's I, actually I safer. It's I think it's great. It might be hard to deal with, to say the least. (laughs) Might cost more, but it will all be safer. Yeah, I agree. Well, Mike, we are so glad that you called in this morning. Thanks, Mike. I've been waiting for three weeks, and this this is a subject I definitely had to call in. Yes, indeed. I appreciate that so much. All right. Well, we're going to see you later, Mike. Thanks, Mike. 
We're going to continue our discussion of vehicle safety features when we come back from the break. If you have a problem with your vehicle, call us. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email to autocorrect. To, I'm sorry, to auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We'll have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Now, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, find our podcast. I like to listen to podcasts when I'm driving and there isn't very good radio reception or I'm in an unfamiliar area and I don't know what radio station to listen to. Here are the recalls for the week. Fiat Chrysler is recalling more than 182,000 pickup trucks worldwide to fix an electrical problem that can knock out the power steering. The recall covers Ram 1500 pickups and the 2019 model year. Most are in the U.S. and Canada. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration website, which is NH. TSA.gov slash recalls and inputting your VIN number. And speaking of Ram trucks, if you have a Ram or a Patriot, call in and let us know if you're rooting for them in the Super Bowl. Are you a Super Bowl fan, Allison? I'm a Saints fan. That's all I got oh, to say about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. I think there are going to be some consolation parties for Saints fans. They're going to have parties they, where they don't I already watch heard about them doing the Super Bowl. It. I've already heard about it, so yeah. <laughs> All right. But I'm, I'm particularly interested in our Ram and Patriot owners if they're going to be rooting for their team. Let's talk about vehicle safety today between your calls. Do you have lane-keeping assist or pedestrian alert. We're also taking your vehicle repair questions. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Allison, I found this interesting. I've never been in a collision, and there was news from Hyundai that said current airbag systems don't offer secondary protection when the initial impact 
is insufficient to cause them to deploy. However, the new multi-collision airbag system allows airbags to deploy effectively upon a secondary impact by calibrating the status of the vehicle and their occupants. That type of collision happens in about three in ten accidents, according to the National Traffic Safety Administration figures. I'm assuming what they're saying is when you start flipping, they come on, even though you initially wasn't like a big collision or wreck. Right. Something like that. So maybe if, if the first car hits you, the airbag doesn't deploy, but then when the four cars behind them start hitting everybody, uh, it'll deploy then? I guess. I have no idea. They, they didn't even put that in layman's terms. Right. <laughs> have, do you Have you replaced a number of airbags? Is that something a, a general mechanic can do, or is it a specialty? It sure is. It's really, it's pretty easy on any car, mostly. Um, so you just disconnect the system and you take out the module and put in a new airbag module and then connect everything back up. And, of course, you have to make sure that everything's disconnected because it can come undone. It it can uh, open on you, so you have to take precautions. Um, But, yes, it it can be done. Your average uh, tech can do that or body shop. And do individuals need to remind their tech or body shop to buy reputable airbags? (laughs) <laughs> I, I imagine it. you could, uh, when you do go in for a repair, and this probably goes for anything, I was actually thinking about that this morning, you can request all Toyota parts or, or all Chevy or whatever, or do aftermarket parts. And uh, I think it would be good to know what kind of parts your shop does use. You, you don't particularly want them just using cheap, cheap, cheap stuff. Somewhere in the middle or better is what I would recommend. So to me, that would make a better shop that gets better parts. So I'd be I'd want to ask. I'd be curious about that. Uh, Dexter, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I have a question. Um, The new Toyota Avalon is supposed to have a feature called active noise cancellation, and I was wondering, does it really work? Oh, wow. That's interesting. So what is that supposed to do? Do you know what that does? Well, you know, they make earphones or Headphones with okay. cancellation, so that means that um, any ambient noise is supposed to neutralize ambient noise. So you're thinking of when someone calls, it doesn't sound like you know when you usually get with someone that calls you from their car phone, it sounds pretty bad. So it's supposed to sound clear. Well, why don't you check that out and let us know? I want to know. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's supposed to be where. Uh, it makes, in theory, it can make the car as quiet as a Lexus or something like that. Okay. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. It's to it's for road noise, engine noise, and that sort of thing. I've heard of that working. Um, does your car seem really, really quiet? No, my question is, uh, um, does it really work? Because I, I haven't bought one, you know. You're thinking about getting this car and doing that. I don't, I have no idea. I'd heard about that, but it just had been in passing on some article I was reading, uh, and I haven't heard about it since then. Um, 
So I can, yeah, I, I'd assume you could just Google it and review it and see what people are saying. See if there's anyone that has <clears throat> tested that out. Usually your bigger car journalist companies like Car and Driver, Motor Trend, uh, and then there's a bunch of other people out there that do test drive these new cars and they're checking out these features like that. Maybe you can find where someone has reviewed that specific feature on the new Avalon and see what they're saying about it. That's what I would look for. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the question. Thanks, Dexter. We're glad that you called in. One of the other, I guess, a safety feature most cars have is cruise control, but now they have adaptive and active cruise control. Yeah, that's I, neat. I think that's a baby step towards autonomous driving. Adaptive, adaptive cruise control has the ability to maintain the gas pedal and brakes, measuring the speed of traffic, and maintaining a predetermined gap between other cars in the lane. Some can decelerate to a full stop if vehicles come to a halt. The best can accelerate, stop, and then resume speed without any driver intervention if traffic ahead moves within a few minutes, such as stop-and-go freeway traffic. Yeah, I can see that being awesome for people that are having to deal with that. I guess that's Otherwise, a, I don't know if I really see the, the, the great purpose for it. But there's so many people that are having to do uh, their, you know, they're driving long distances to get to and from work, major, major traffic. I could see where that would be fantastic for that, to take some of that load off. And there's, I've, I've seen accidents with my own eyes in commuter traffic where people got rear-ended because they're not paying attention. It's too hard to constantly pay attention. So if we're relying on computers to help us with that a little bit, that's good. And I, that good would be a good, better, best features, safety features available. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much on all cars these days. All right. These new ones. We've got Lisa, who's on the line now. Lisa, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Um, This is not a question. Uh, I have a a 2001 Buick Century. And I, this has been going on for about a year. Apparently, I went over some branches last winter, and I saw something hanging underneath. It's the wires to my ABS system. Somehow or another, they both got ripped away from the housings, and the ends even got kind of like drug off in travel. But um, I'm trying to find a schematic just to be able to get the parts and put it back together again. I stopped, but... Okay, those are really easy to replace. Just buy you some, and they literally they disconnect and pop right in, almost the same as plugging in your phone to charge it. It's no. really simple. Uh, well, see, the wire got ripped off past the connector. You just, Oh, it did? It's further into the wiring harness? Uh, yes, ma'am. Well, on one, on one side, I can see where there's a little wire sticking out from where the, where the wheel is. But the other side, it got something taken off where it goes into the actual hubs assembly. Okay. Well, you probably you you don't have to go to the salvage yard and get those parts and then solder in the wiring for the ABS sensor, and uh, and then probably you might have to replace the hub so that it goes back in there if it if it uh, you know messed up the threads on there where the bolt that holds the the wheel speed sensor in there. Um, that's what's called the wheel speed sensor and um, that or you know have it retapped where it goes in. But, yeah, you're going to have to go in and replace those components to get it back right. So that's not something you can just go buy. You're going to have to get that from a salvage yard. Well, with the wheel speed sensor, it's messed up. Have your brake light coming on? Yes. 
No, you have to buy the service manual that has the wiring diagram in it for that car. Um, I've got one. It's not adequate. Can you recommend one? Um, no, you'd have to get the, the service manual from Chevy for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they have the service manual. It's a big, thick book. And then yep. uh, they have the wiring diagram book, too, separate sometimes. Yeah, I get Chilton's from the library, but I will do that. Thank Chil- you so much. Chilton's help, too. Um, they'll have a little bit of wiring diagrams in there. But on that, if it looks like the wire, if it's the only wire that's loose like that and broke, that's probably it. I wouldn't stress getting a, a service manual for that myself. Oh, well, there's other problems. And, um, I'm, okay. and I'm, it's, just, it's just cheaper. To, like, I'm, I'm capable. I'm just not a, I'm not a professional, but I'm capable. Those I'm service manuals can be expensive. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to get them from the library. <laughs> yeah, they don't have that at the library, but they do have the Chilton at the library. Yeah. It's working, but if I have any more questions, I know what number to call. Okay, well, thank you, you very much. Me. Thank you. Lisa, we're glad you called in, and we want to hear about your new tech safety equipment on your car. Has OnStar helped you? Has Lane Assist helped you? The number is one eight seven seven. MPB ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. Are you looking to the twenty twenty vehicles? We've got some info for you. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. It's an expensive cycle. Insurance, gas, maintenance. Let us help break it by turning that car of yours into public radio. If your car is more work than it's useful, donate it to us. We'll pick it up, get top dollar for it, and use the funds to bring you more of your favorite shows. You might even qualify for a tax deduction. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. I hope you've downloaded our app, the MPB Public Media app, at the Google Play Store for Android and iTunes for Apple products. Consumer Reports has a list of 108 2007 to 2016 models that have a record of much worse than overall average reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual survey. Today, we're going to caution you about... All right, it came up the Mazda 5, and it was the year... 2008. That was the only year that had a reliability problem, according to their survey. So please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before you purchase it as a used car. 
Well, it's, you'd be surprised, but like Accord has had a bad year or two in there. Camry. So every vehicle out there has had a bad year or two where they changed some technology or something, and then they had to quickly change it again the next year and, and get it back right, whether it be transmission, engine problems. You would be so surprised. So I absolutely love using carcomplaints.com, and it has NHTSA recalls and reports that people report to the government about car problems. But you can specify which years are the best if you want an Accord or you want a Camry or some of these cars that are known to be very reliable, you'd be you'd be surprised what years. And then you'd be surprised what cars are known to not be very reliable might have a few good years in there, and that's the car available for a good price for you. So it's it's interesting. And it's not it's, it's across the board. You can't say just this manufacturer never has a problem. That doesn't happen. Everybody has a problem somewhere up in there. It's, it's interesting. Well, and that's what we're going to try to do each week is bring you the one two, three, or whatever year that Consumer Reports had a response that that wasn't a reliable car. And about the 2020 vehicles, we have a number of videos that we're going to put on our website. There's a automotive um, reporter out of our public radio station in Indianapolis, Indiana. And he's reached out to us and on our website we'll have some of his vehicle reports for 2020 vehicles. So cool. check out our website mpbonline.org slash autocorrect. Let's go to Cindy in Benton. Thanks for calling in to autocorrect, Cindy. Go ahead. Hi. Yes, I have a question. We have a 2015 uh, three-quarter ton. It's a Chevrolet Denali. And a little while back, my husband hit a deer, and we had to have some things replaced in the front. And since then, it only happens when it rains. And it's not every time it rains, but it's only when it's wet. There's some kind of sensor that will go off and for no reason, and it will just drive us nuts. And it's not like we're fixing to run into something. You'd have uh, yeah. Mm, that's the things that I'm talking about. Mainly when you have a small collision and it hits one of those sensors that are in the bumper or the grill and that has to get replaced, it probably just needs recalibrated like we're talking about. I would uh, take it back to the body shop and let them know what's going on. Have you tried that? Well, he has talked to them about it on the phone, but they, I don't think he's really ever offered to do anything. So rather than replacing it, it may just be recalibrated. Recalibrated, possibly. Okay. But I would make the body shop deal with that. They're fixing to have an onslaught of this sort of thing, so they need to get on board with with this type of repair that they're going to have okay. to figure out when they replace these sensors to make sure that they're working correctly or if okay. they have a problem, how to deal with it. Uh, he really needs to, to, to deal with that. And whether that be you take it to him and then he takes it to a dealership, which is probably what will happen, or, okay. you know, he figures it out as on whatever tools he needs to, to get that fixed. That or you can take it to the dealership. I don't know if they would want to deal with that since somewhere else repaired it. But that's yeah. okay. that could be it's, it. It's, um, this is not related to that, but do you have any idea when the Ford Bronco is going to come out? The new Bronco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm not sure when that's coming out. I think it's pretty soon, though. Uh, I don't think it's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe 2020. They've been talking about it so long. I'm just they waiting. have, and I think they did did approve that that it was just a prototype. But I'm not sure exactly. Okay. But good All question. Right, <laughs> You're very Enjoy welcome. Enjoy your show. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Cindy, we're glad you called in. We're also glad to have Paul from Bogachita on the line. Paul, thanks for calling AutoCorrect. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I, you were asking about the safety features. I've got a 2017 Honda CRV and it has the adaptive cruise control. Oh, tell us about it. Well, it has a, most of the time it's wonderful, but it has a quirk that is scary. If I'm on a highway cruising and a car firm exits, but it's one of those exit ramps where there's a long parallel stretch, so yeah. they don't immediately leave. Right, okay. The car, as they slow down, the cruise control treats it as if it's stopping in front of me and it slams on the brakes on the interstate. Well, there now, you now, have what, it. What is, <laughs> why does the car put on the brakes? What does it think is in front of it? It, it thinks the, the car, car that is beside me is oh. still in front of me. So it treats it like the car is, is slowing down on the interstates and suddenly I'm going 70 and the next thing I know I'm going 30. Wow. Well, there now, you have it. Yeah. Fortunately, I haven't had anybody behind me when it did this. No doubt. Well, hopefully they would have the same or have the collision <laughs> protection. Uh, yeah. I'm not so <laughs> sure that comes. I'm not so sure it comes on semis. Now, I've talked to the Honda dealer. I've talked to Honda. And apparently this is enough of a problem that there's a class action suit being brought against Honda for the 2017 CRVs. Well, there we have it. That's the yeah. kind of thing that's going to have this be a bit of a mess for a while. Uh, I'm sorry you're having that problem. That's fascinating. Thank you so much for calling in and, and saying that. That's the kind of thing I see as the problem. And then, like, for instance, with the lady that had the Denali where they hit a deer and their sensor's wrong, what if that was the same sensor that tells you whether or not you're in the lane or not, and it thinks you're not in the lane and it sends you down a ditch thinking it's trying to get you back on the road well, things the other like thing, that yeah the other thing too is if you have to replace the windshield you got to get all the at least on the honda all those sensors are mounted up near the yeah. rear view mirror and so you got to get that recalibrated that's which, what my friend was saying at the first of the show he called in because he had told me about this a couple years ago we had this discussion two or three years ago where he had a car where he replaced the windshield and next thing you know the lady came back and she was freaking out she said all the lights on her dash were going off and it kept saying that she was running off the road and she wasn't and they had to get it recalibrated which which makes the cost of your windshield replacement that much higher yeah companies aren't happy about that, but they covered it for me, but I had to talk to them about it. Oh, really? You had yeah. to, to kind of strong-arm them, huh? Interesting. Not, well, not they too did. bad, but I think the insurance companies are realizing it, but then shortly after that, my rates went up. Well, you would think that the insurance rates are going to go down because there's going to be less accidents. That's what... I'm hearing is the possibility for it. Most is it's already creating a lot less accidents with the little bit of, of these things that are out there now. Um, it's a significant difference. So we'll, I guess we'll see. Surely it'll make it go down, but the cost of cars is going to go up a little bit. You know, it's the average is probably around $5,000 more for all this extra features in this, in this sort of thing. And you almost can't get a car without it right now. There are cars out there, but it's not many. That, that list would be interesting for me to research and find out. I know the BMW 3 Series, I didn't see it listed with all this stuff recently when I was looking at it. And uh, like a Nissan Versa, stuff like that. But, yeah, it's now the list is what cars don't have it. Yeah. Well, I enjoy your show. Thank you for letting me talk. Thank you. Thank you for that. That was very interesting. I'm so <laughs> glad scary. that, that uh, Paul called. I guess one of the things, if you don't have the cruise control on, 
One of the other safety features is the forward collision warning with automatic emergency braking. And I think this is what Paul was talking about. This technology is also called automatic emergency braking or forward collision mitigation. That's a separate. That's that's for uh, if it sees a car that has suddenly stopped in front of you, if it senses a sudden stop, then it will let you know. Or you have the one where it will actually brake for you if it senses that you're not braking. Okay. Not all cars have the braking feature, and that was something I was telling you about on brake, where some people wrecked into the back of a car, and all the dash lights were going, and they said, we just weren't paying attention to even all their dash lights going on, and it was sitting there telling them, you're about to wreck, and they hit a car, and they had the the collision braking or the collision sensor to let them know that they were about to hit something. So they got the warning. They got the they warning. They didn't heed the didn't warning. Heed the warning. Read your owner's manual. (laughs) (laughs) These systems have sensors that detect vehicles or objects in front of you and send a signal to a computer that evaluates the closure rate, I guess, as you Mm -hmm. approach. If the system decides there's a danger of collision, it triggers a visual or audible signal or both. But if you don't respond quickly enough, it automatically applies the brakes to avoid or lessen the severity of the crash if you have that additional safety Mm -hmm. feature all right now this one is interesting adaptive headlights Mm -hmm. adaptive headlights sometimes called intelligent light systems or active headlights pivot with the steering wheel to illuminate the road in the direction your car is heading the system uses sensors to detect steering angle and sends a signal to a computer within the system which in turn processes the information and tells the small electric motors to swivel the headlights the appropriate amount it'll move them out of the line of vision of neck of cars coming to the adaptive ones do uh, so yeah and supposedly that's making cars a lot safer they're seeing a lot less wrecks with cars that that have this new technology but think about this and i looked it up how much does it cost to replace that headlight assembly well you know it was maybe 200 dollars. now it's like 500 and some of them are more expensive than that so you know the cost of this safety you know the thing is if maybe if we hadn't had all those wrecks we wouldn't have these problems more people paying attention america is known to have more wrecks than any other country per person for some reason we love our cars (laughs) we have to (laughs) there's no sidewalks hardly anywhere all right and another one automatic crash notification this technology uses sensors to detect when your vehicle has crashed and automatically contacts an emergency operator who can then speak to the occupants one major advantage of the system is that it works even without a driver or passenger input providing the operator with location and other information that can be passed along to emergency responders. I thought that was pretty neat. I could see where people would really want that for, especially for their younger children that are just now driving. But yeah, I think that's a pretty neat feature. Well, one of our radio people uh, about two years ago now flipped the car on the interstate and everything that wasn't battened down was in seven feet from where it had been before and the cell phone disappeared so they Uh, couldn't call for help because the cell phone was nowhere to be found and i guess this is uh on star markets for this i don't know if many people still have on star on their uh, rearview mirrors. It's if, if you have on that Chevy active. Chevy and Cadillac do the OnStar. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, as far as the OnStar has been a really good thing over the years, just in in general, for the different things that it does. Because you, it, it helps you uh, get to locations when you're trying to do that. It's OnStar. It's like navigating you. Um, yeah, I was with some friends like in December, and that's what they used for turn by turn navigation. Yep. All right. When we come back from our break, we're going to continue our discussion about vehicle safety. We want to hear about your experiences. Do you have any of these? safety uh, alerts in your car? Do you have blind spot warning? Do you have lane keeping assist? Tell us about it. Allison's also here to take your vehicle repair questions. Our number 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Our email is auto at mpbonline.org. What's new in the news? We'll find out when we come back. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting for more information. You're listening to an encore presentation on MPB Think Radio. We're not able to take your call right now, but you can always reach us through email. The address is auto at mpbonline.org. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at mpbonline.org slash autocorrect. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC certified. And here's what's in the news this week. Walmart is hiring more drivers. In addition to the more than 1,400 truck drivers hired in 2018, Walmart stated that hundreds more are slated to join the fleet. To be hired, new drivers will need to have 30 months of experience over the past three years and have a good safety record. Plus, starting in February, drivers will earn one cent extra per mile, as well as additional pay for every arrival, adding up to roughly 89 cents per mile or an average of $87,500 a year. You'll find links to much of the information on our broadcast on our website and our podcast site. I know we have a lot of truck drivers who like to listen to MPB as they go along and that would be interesting for them. All right. Today we're talking about safety features. Do you have adaptive cruise control? Do you have the forward collision warning with automatic emergency braking? Um, If you have them, uh, give us a call. We'd love to hear about your experiences. But first, we have an email. It's from Elizabeth. I have a 2017 Ford Focus that I leave in the garage most of the time while I drive my 2016 Honda Fit. How often should I crank and drive the Ford, and how far should I drive it? Thanks in advance for your help. Love the show. 
Thank you. It's a good question. I would say just every once in a while, at least once a month. And you might want to put your battery on a trickle charge so that it stays charged up in between. Um, so a lot of newer cars have sensors that are constantly on to let you know if anyone's near the car for al- alarms and stuff like that. So it'll slowly drain the battery down a little quicker than it used to in the past. Um, so you might want to put it on a, a trickle charge. And then I would say you probably want to drive it about once every month to no more than three months um, and just make a point of that being your you go to the grocery store that's the day you you go to church or or something like that just every now and again you do want to drive it uh, I wouldn't let it go past three months without having been driven and at least you know 30 minutes of driving or something like that maybe more if you can but um, and I think that would be okay for it in the in the long run as far as keeping it reliable and keeping it in good shape if you drove it once a week, would you still need a trickle charge? Probably not. I, I seriously doubt it with that. But if you went as far as a month, you months. would. Mm-hmm. All right. Here are some more of the vehicle safety options you could get is blind spot warning. Also called blind spot monitors, these systems sound a warning or flash a light in the side view mirror or on the A pillar when another vehicle enters your car's side blind spots. Some also use haptic feedback vibration, usually through the steering wheel or seat and dash to let you know there's danger in an adjacent lane. I love that. Because how many people you know have almost hit you because you're slightly in their blind spot? People aren't checking. I call it a shoulder check. You need to do a full head turn almost with your chin to your shoulder to check your blind spot. And if you don't do that, you're going to miss a car. I almost got hit this morning by someone doing that. (laughs) So I really like some of these safety features I really, really love. I think are fantastic. And that's one of them that I really like. Because it doesn't, it's not going to brake check you or do anything like that. It doesn't do any of that. It's just letting you know what's going on. I kind of like the idea of that better than like the guy was saying with his cruise control putting the brakes on you know there wasn't a reason to so that's a good feature i like getting the extra mirrors that you can get from the auto parts store the little tiny mirrors you can put on your side view mirror and i also been just regular on every car i I also lean way to the left and way to the right when i adjust my passenger and Mm -hmm. side view mirrors Mm -hmm. to sight more alongside the side of the car that's a good idea. All right, let's go to Becky. Becky, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Hi, how are you this morning? We're great. All the better for talking to you. Thank you. No, I was just calling to say that, that the car museum in Tupelo is closing in March, and I just wanted you know people to know about you know if they wanted to go see it that they need to go before it closes. Um, it it was awesome, and when you were talking about the those uh, headlights that maneuver, they you know they had a tucker there, but I, it may be back, but it wasn't there the day. Oh that I, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and and uh, the tucker you know had the had all those uh, technical technological features on it you know that, that were ahead of its time and and that was one of them you know yeah i remember it moved with the steering wheel the the headlights would turn that's yeah yeah i, yeah. I, I know what car you're talking about that's yeah. pretty neat 
Yeah, Becky, but, we're so glad you brought this up. We did talk about it last week, mm-hmm. but every week brings yeah. us a little closer, and everyone uh, is, is very good. sad about that. Well, a group of us uh, car people, so I'll be there, and if you want to meet me, I'm going on February 23rd with a group of people, uh, car people. It's going to be a whole bunch of us. Wow, hiking cool. down there in the in the morning, so we can make it an event. I don't. I'm. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a whole bunch of us, and uh, and we're usually leave in the morning and probably get there around nine o'clock or so. And uh, it'll be a bunch of a lot of Miatas in this group. <laughs> so if you see us going down the highway, um, but yeah, so we're going to be. I'm going to be down there for sure on February 23rd. Okay, that's Saturday. Well, thank you. Well, we'll put another link on this show. We did last week's show, but we'll put another link this show about the Tupelo Car Museum closing. Yeah, Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. All right. Thanks, Becky. Uh, Our last call, we're going to go to J.C. in Memphis. J.C., thanks for calling in today. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. We're happy to have you. (laughs) No, I was just listening uh, as I was traveling. I have a, a new... Uh, 2019 Toyota Camry, and uh, I hate it. I just hate the car. I've got uh, 8,000 miles on it so far. So I've had it for a couple of months and traveling. And wow, and you sales. drive a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know the the warnings when you get close to the the lines are, are constantly beeping and trying to drag you back uh, where they think you should be. So it's just uh, constantly doing that. I could see it being doing that a lot. It is it's doing it a lot. And even like when you come up on an exit uh, or an exit ramp, the dotted lines that take you off the exit, it, you know, it thinks, uh, you know, if you even or some exits are kind of twisty, like an S turn, you know, where they're doing construction or something. And there's lines that are still on the road that have not been erased yet. So uh, it thinks really, you're running off the lane or going out of the lane. It does. Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds you know, very annoying. It's got, uh, you know, Memphis can be a pretty dangerous place if you pull into, you know, pull into a drive-through for a hamburger or something, and you know, for a guy who keeps his money in his back pocket in the wallet, you put the car in park and all the doors unlock because it thinks you're you want the doors unlocked. Oh wow! So um, we're seeing multiple problems with this new technology. JC, I hope they work that out. Bless you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to wrap us up for this autocorrect. Our call screener today has been Jay White. Our board engineer is Michelle McAdoo. For Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, as the Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy show, Kids and Teens, with Dr. Morgan McLeod. Join us again next Thursday at 10 a.m for autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.